Midweek Muscle Podcast. Midweek. The Midweek Muscle Podcast starts now. Hey, good people. Good morning and happy Wednesday. This is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the Midweek Muscle. This may have been one of my busier weeks, but don't worry. I'm laser focused. If you hear me drinking coffee or tea, it's just because, you know, I'm trying to wake up as early. But anyway, um, you should see my workspace right now. I'm sorry if you're a teacher out there. But I just don't understand why teachers insist on overloading the parents with all this artwork at the end of the school year. Like, I want to put up beautiful artwork for my kid all throughout my house throughout the school year. But instead, I get floods of it at the end of the year because they're cleaning out the desk or the locker. And now it's like, I don't even know what to do with all this. <laughs> I know, I know. That was that was a quick rant. But anyways, welcome back. Um, and if you're joining us for the first time, oh my gosh, yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome. Um... This is the truest and warmest inviting welcome to you. And uh, all I can say is just pull up a chair, pull up a seat, because, you know, I like to talk about things that, you know, I like to talk about things that matter. So maybe this podcast takes more of a serious tone and is maybe not so much humor driven, but I do take the time to add some humor because it's part of my personality. Um, but this podcast, I want to make it about you. Uh, so as you're, I see you as you're driving, as you're putting on your turn signal, trying to switch lanes, I see you. But if you need to turn me off so you can focus on the road, please, I will not take offense to that. Um, I also see you on planes, trains, and automobiles, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Anyways, um, if you have any questions or comments around this podcast, I need them. So hit me up, even if you have a concern, jz at themidweekmuscle.com. Also, if I could ask for your opinion about what you hear from week to week on The Midweek Muscle, please, can you write a review or rank the show? That would be so gladly appreciated. I appreciate you. Don't do it while you're driving. But I appreciate you. Um, But listen, you can connect with me or follow anytime or, you, you know, even send a message through any one of the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it, all the handles at The Midweek Muscle. And I look forward to seeing you there. Okay, so since the last time we've been together, I experienced, okay, uh, my car breaking down twice, uh, malfunctions in my home, um, double booked appointments, and a drain on energy. Uh, Especially y'all been doing these fitness classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, like as the instructor. And uh, it is draining my life. Like, I give it up to all the fitness instructors who are out there just doing this full time on their G. Uh, because it's nerve wracking even doing it part time. And I'm like, look at how much time and energy goes into this. And is, you know, you put a lot of time and energy for like 20 people to show up and then maybe 10 only show up. Or you put a lot of energy for like 15 people to show up, but then only three show up or eight. And you're just like, okay, I'm gonna give them the best I've got. So if you're a fitness instructor out there that have ever given me your time and attention because I was the only one standing in your class, you are the reason 
why I still get, I still show up my Tuesdays and Thursdays to give it my all. Now, granted, I have more than just one person show up, but still, you know, you get the gist. You, you prepare for a lot and just expect that very few will show. Remember my percentage a couple weeks back when I said, if you can manage to convert 20 people, that means you will have had to speak to 200 people or more about it. Yeah, that's all of that. Anyways, you can find that in three episodes ago when I was sitting in my car. Mm-hmm. That just that just broke down. Yes. All right. I'm glad we're tracking together. It's early, but I'm glad we're tracking together. Um, but like the way how I feel about the things that are occurring in my life right now is like I look up and think life doesn't want me to be great. Like, fine. Why did I even try this morning? Um, and so that's probably how the Golden State Warriors felt after they're upset to the Toronto Raptors. Like, right. Like life doesn't want me to be great. Like all these injuries, all these, all these things happening. We're not on home court advantage. Like what else are we doing? You know, those sort of things. So, you know, if we were to like shift gears and go to the Toronto Raptors side, that's probably how they felt when they were hosting a parade in the city for the new champions to come back into their town and a shooting occurs. Oh, how that must behoove you. Now that's in Canada. So it doesn't necessarily track with, you know, our United States profile, but, um, you know, still any mass shooting is terrible. Um, now it wasn't like, I think the report said about four or five people were injured somewhere in there, but still anybody injured at one of these things is devastating. So I, I, you know, how can we celebrate when we have so much other things to worry about? Right. Um, and then uh, I watched When They See Us. <sighs> That's all I can say. I mean, can we talk about it? No? You? Oh, let me guess. You haven't seen it, right? Okay, so I won't talk about it. I'll give you a couple more weeks. But after that, I'm going to start putting some spoiler alerts out there. Just letting you know now, okay? Um, so moving on. Um, then I, up, you know, and instead of looking at the negatives, I'm going I'm to I'm shift gears to some of these positives. Then I come to find out that some of y'all done hopped on a plane and done traveled y'all selves to someplace out of the United States and y'all done took me with you and didn't even give me a shout out. Where, where might we say some of y'all done up and, uh, traveled with me or, or took me with you to Indonesia or the UK. What? Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I appreciate it. A nice little shout out would be nice, like getting my morning tea and hashtag listening to at the midweek muscle. Like that would be cool. Like I had to go snooping. It's not like I was looking, but I found that out. I'm like, hey, I appreciate y'all. Um, but again, if I find out that one of y'all traveling, don't tag me again. I'm gonna come through this mic or actually. <laughs> but what really can I do besides practice extreme gratitude and say, you know what? Hell, thank you. I like, it's so flattering. It's such an honor. Thank you. And if you are still there and listening, thank you. Like you have no idea. So speaking of gratitude, good people, when's the last time you thought of someone enough to buy or send a little gift to them? Like, and please understand that it doesn't have to be a monetary gift. It can be a handmade object or a letter even. 
That's why, honestly, like that's my like conspiracy theory around why e-commerce is so huge because people like opening boxes, people like opening shit like, oh, for me, thanks. I brought it myself, but for me, thanks. Like, I don't care how many times I pay for something online. When I see that little box or that little bag in my doorway or mailway, I am so excited like a kid at Christmas. <laughs> Only I could get it anytime now. I really think that's why e-commerce exploded. Now, I was in the retail world before now. So, I, I mean, I understand the defeat of the e-commerce, uh, what the e-commerce business has done to brick and mortar retail stores. So, I really believe that. Like, people just love gifting and love gifting. It's a little different, the, the dopamine that sparks up in your brain when you receive a box that's mysteriously dropped off by the mysterious person at your doorstep versus, oh, I brought it. It's in a bag. I'm walking out of the store with a nice warm felt thank you, or maybe with a quite frankly, shitty customer service. They threw it in a bag, threw it in my hand. It didn't even tell me thank you. People want to be surprised at their purchases, right? So anyways, people love gifts, right? And it doesn't always have to be money or something you brought. It could be a letter. But for real, when's the last time you've sent a gift to someone? See, since last week, I've been gifted a couple of things. I've been gifted a fantastic workout on a, of a Saturday boot camp by 5 a.m. Fitness and Shep Manelli. Hey, what up, y'all? Thank you so much for the workout. I'll be back. Um, if you want fitness tips or if you want fitness inspiration to do at home, follow at five, the number five AM fitness and follow at Shep S H E P M I N E L L I. They're a great team. And if you're in the Cincinnati area, um, and you want a really good total body workout that is a, uh, all skill level appropriate and um, goes across the ages, please hit them up, hit them up. I mean, I may have paid for their services, but they showed up, gave effort and instruction on wellness and strength of my body. That is a gift. Hello. Um, I should be saying hit my class up, but the last one is on Thursday. So, you know, we yeah, pay it forward, hit them up. Um, so also this week I was gifted a book. Uh, yet another one is called The Little Book of Confidence. And can I tell you, it's already awesome. Shout out, Brian G. Thank you so much for your generosity. It's perfect. It's perfect. It has little sayings and quotes to help build confidence. And I, I naturally think that I already have a lot of confidence, but it's still like I am still one of those people that will go and read it to make sure you know, or read it, you know, because it's not beyond me. It's not above me. Right. Or, you know, it's not above, I'm not above receiving new information. Let me put it like that. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I, I was thinking uh, the little book of confidence, I had a similar idea in mind. Uh, and I mean, I, I kind of want to write a book, but you know, my life right now. And, uh, the, the book would be similar, like no, nothing like linguistically profound or anything like that. Uh, but just something simple. Hey, actually you guys, if you know 
or have any insight on how to write a book, how to launch a book, or how to find a publisher for a book, I would really, really love some help over here. So, or what about audiobooks? Like, how do you find the person who's going to read your audiobook and all that jazz? Like, that's, I would love to know that. If you have information on that, can you send it my way? Jay-Z at the midweekmuscle.com. Thanks. Um, but okay, enough with the rambling. I only have a little bit more time and I don't want to, uh, I have a lot to cover. So, uh, last week I talked about, uh, making this back half of the year stronger than the start. So I talked about five or six core principles, no, five core principles. And those principles were around self-care. And I I really think that self-care should be the first because it includes prayer and or meditation. And And I really think that's important, right? I think that spirit of gratitude should always be in your heart, no matter how damaging your situation should be. You should always operate with a spirit of gratitude. Why? Because there's something to be learned in every single situation, no matter how damaging it is. So, um, I really think self-care should be first. And I know I said it last, last week. Um, Two, appreciate your loved ones while you still have them because we do not know the time nor the hour. Three, ask for understanding of your journey as a part of your process. Ask for understanding uh, because sometimes we don't know everything. And if we have to reach out of our own silo to say, hey, can you help Help me think about some things. This is why your network becomes important. This is why prayer and meditation on the self-care piece is important. Five, uh, four, eliminate distractions and being managed by fear. And then five, continue the roadmap to 2020. So that was my breakdown last week. So one part uh, of this that I did not mention is, and this is where the sixth one comes in, is the company you keep. I I wish while I was talking, like I could draw out a little diagram and you could see it. But since we don't live in that technology, I mean, invention idea, hello. Um, Since we don't live in that space, um, it's impossible for me to do that at the moment. Uh, Maybe I could if I did PowerPoint or whatever, but ain't nobody got time for that. Um, (laughs) But I think of your company when, when we think of company, we think of it in, in four groups, right? So think of these words, dull, death, drive, and death, right? So dull, always, they're always great people. They're, they're never an issue. They never give you a hard time. They're what you call easy to be around. So guess what? It, it's, it grows a little dull over time because they're easy to be around. There's nothing challenging about that person. So therefore, uh, you can keep company that can be dull. They don't do anything for you. They're just easy to be around. They never give you any issues. Everybody would like that, right? But have you ever gotten stronger from being around someone that hasn't challenged you? Think about it, okay? Then we'll go over to the next one, drive. Um, that's someone who's always, always, always pushing. Always, always, always pushing you to do more, to do better, or to do more for them without acknowledgement. And so what's the point of having someone who always drives you, but really doesn't give you encouragement or acknowledgement? Those friends can be hard to be with. Um, As you think of it, the midweek muscle, I kind of think that we fall in that drive category. But to that fair extent, I invite you to the table. I do ask for insight. And guess what? We do encourage you. So, uh, and maybe you see it that way, but think about it. Like 
is, is there someone that's always telling you you're not doing it good enough and then never really giving you any recognition? Then we have, uh, we say death because again, someone or the people in your life that have no encouragement or laughter, they don't ever invite you to be around. And then when you do, you don't feel sharper for having been around them. Nothing is being value added to you by being around this person. They don't add value. They don't add acknowledgement. They don't add encouragement. And they add, quite frankly, some shitty ass advice. That does nothing for you. And I'm sad to say, but there are people out there operating in that space and they're closer to you than you may think. That's a problem, right? And then we have this last category of people that we keep and that's depth, D-E-P-T-H. This is someone that will invite you to be in their space, will invite you to come around, but they're also going to challenge you. Because again, not everyone is perfect and not everybody is right. And they acknowledge that, but they're also, they see the better version of you. They see the potentiality and they will tap on it every so often and say, hey, you know, what you did wasn't right there, but this is how it would challenge you next time. You know, and those are the people who oftentimes because a challenge exists, we might push them away. But those are oftentimes the people that we need to keep closer by because we know that they're tapping on our potential. So keep that in mind, because one thing that I learned yesterday was about the human brain and how it treats um, skill. Right. Um, So if you are not in the practice of finding these people or removing some people. Um, There's something that happens with the human brain with skills, right? Adding, taking away, removing, you know, what have you. Um, And it's this, it has been studied that the brain pays attention to the signals it sends to conduct certain behavioral skills. What does that mean? Um, the brain pays attention to the skills that we use to connect with relationships. And if we do not practice those skills, the brain scales off neural pathways. And those are the connectors in the brain that drive signals to what you should do or what you shouldn't do skill base wise, the brain scales off or kind of like pushes them out. Like we don't need those. So don't use those. And it reconnects to the things to the, to the skills that you are in heavier practice of. So if I'm not in the practice of being able to identify and, and establish healthy relationships with people, my brain goes, "Uh uh-uh, we're not using that. We're not, we're not doing anything with that. So I'm going to be in the practice of, of connecting with the signals that are stronger, which might be, oh yeah, I'm gonna just stick with the people who are easy. Right. So the same, if we are thinking about it, if you, if you don't use it, you lose it. That's why that saying exists. There's science that matches that saying now. You know, we used to often think about that for a foreign language. If you took a foreign language and you took it for years and years and years and you used to live someplace and you could speak a different language for years and years and years and now all of a sudden it's a little rusty and you're like, uh, I can't remember some things. Why? Because your brain has disconnected some of those neural pathways and said, you're not using them. So there's no point to hang on to those. And we have to understand that our, our brain is filled up with millions of these neurons. And so they're firing off rapidly every single minute. And so if it's not in the constant practice of being used 
regularly every day, then the brain goes, "Mm -mm, we're not using that. So keep it moving. So again, with difficult situations, with tough situations on how to react or how to like how to maneuver yourself, the brain shells that off. And so I'm going to put that nugget there because I'm going to come back to it in a minute. I kind of got a little off tangent, but it's very relevant. So again, if you are not in the practice of those mindfulness techniques, self-care, having a spirit of gratitude, asking for understanding, eliminating distractions, being managed by fear, continuing on your path, then They do not just spring into action because you've told yourself, I want to start doing that now. Your goal doesn't just happen because you just told yourself, I'm just going to do it. No, there's, there's a process here. And I am attempting to bring you that process. As a matter of fact, in this little book of confidence that I got, it says this. Um, Let's see here. Let me find the page real quick. So here it is. Okay, it says, uh, it's a quote here by Eleanor Roosevelt. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Awesome. Um, It also goes on to say that it is easy to get knocked back by other people's negative observations or criticisms. However, it is important to view our vulnerabilities as a strength, not as a weakness. We need to find strength within ourselves to explore and accept others' criticism without allowing them to damage our self-confidence. We either make ourselves miserable or we make ourselves strong. The amount of work is the same. Carlos Castaneda. So what did all that say is just simply this. It's like we can either be in the active skill of working through asking for that feedback and asking for the constructive criticism so we can get better or we can sit up here and complain about everything all the time and why nothing ever works. Either of them takes the same amount of work, but both of them have two very different outcomes. So if we want to be taken seriously for the moves or the directions in life we want to take, then we must too be serious about the company that we keep. But check this out. Here's one more. How serious do you become with yourself or your kids if you have them? How, do, how serious do you, become, do you become with yourself? So that brain thing that I spoke of just a couple minutes ago is crucial for building something called self-reliance. It's your ability to rely on yourself to get the job done because you've proven it to yourself that you can do it. So if you can build in self-reliance, then discipline and confidence will soon follow because these are all learned traits. They're not just something that's inherent in you. And if, again, if it's not, if self-reliance is not an active use, remember, you start on something, you quit it a couple weeks later, you're not building self-reliance in yourself. So if it's not an active use, you use it or you lose it. That's exactly how someone in a difficult situation can lose their manners. Or that's how someone in a difficult situation can lose their mind because there's science to these sayings now. Because the skill associated with those has not been used strongly enough or taught with reinforcement that it's just muscle memory, right? But we're adults. What in reinforcement 
like, unless they're being reinforced some kind of way, but we're adults. So what sort of reinforcement are you willing to take? Right. You're not going to allow, some of us will not allow a kid to tell us that we're not doing the right thing. Let's be honest. Uh, But some of us will. And I think that's very admirable. Um, But again, what reinforcement are you taking and from whom? Like if your parent tries to tell you at this point, you're like, I'm grown. Right. And so you're not trying to listen for real. So then the earnest is really on you to be reliant on yourself and the network that you have around you. So then let's talk about kids. Now, remember, I've been studying this stuff guys so I'm not just pulling it from the clouds I've been studying this stuff so do you have kids that struggle with impulse control like gotta have it right now or or you have this saying with your kids all the time why couldn't you wait well think about it in this way it has a lot to do with that reliability piece and trust so how many times if you can recall Because again, some of you guys aren't parents. Some of you guys are teachers or educators or around kids. How many times, if you can recall that kids, they've been promised something and haven't received it. Every time this happens, their little bitty brains take note of what I call the reliability factor. And if it's iffy at times, the reliability, if if their reliance on you or the adult around them is iffy, their trust in that reliability lowers. It depreciates. So they indulge in the opportunity presented right away instead of operating with the patience that you want them to have. Crazy, right? So then let's go on, let's go on. There, Then there's the element of discipline And if it's guided around reward or if it's guided around fear or if it's guided around, if you can wait, then there's this for you versus you better wait or I'm going to whoop you, right? So listen, y'all, I'm not trying to start the argument of 2019, but I'm I'm just saying and put it right there. You can't fight trauma whoopings by conducting traumatic acts. You can't fight traumatic experiences that maybe you've had and try to make it better for the children around you by conducting the same traumatic acts. That's all I'm going to say. Again, not trying to argue, um, but there's hefty science around that. Like beatings do not solicit the behavior you want. It just solicits compliance. Okay. Just leaving that there. Can I just leave that nugget there? Just, just leave it there. There's, there's plenty of science behind it. So if you, if you want challenge, we, we, we can talk about it, but also you can look it up as well. It's out there. Um, but as a matter of fact, we, we must understand that again, there's new science and new material hitting the shelves very regularly at this point, because technology is allowing for us to understand one of the most complex organs in our bodies the brain. The brain is incredibly powerful. Hence the midweek muscle, aligning your head and your heart to get over the obstacles that stand before you. If I may bring a little science to the madness, I'm happy to do that. If I may bring a little bit of research to this conversation, I'm happy to do that because we have to stop relying on the things that we've been told in the past that don't really have the science to match behind it 
we do have things that have faith-based and I believe in those. So yes, we have that, but even in faith-based is rooted in something called scripture. So there's something that is being said for the thing that you even believe, or there's something, there's something written somewhere that is rooted for the thing that you believe anyway. So again, we can't just quickly refute science because it's, it's something written and it's not experienced. No, we kind of have to get past that mark. And so again, if we can understand some things, maybe it'll cause us to think about it differently and operate differently instead of operating harder. Cool. So if we're going to stay woke, let's do it together. All right, y'all, that's all I got for you. I ran a few minutes over. I'm so sorry. This is a longer podcast. This is a longer cast today. I usually don't keep it this long. It's usually 15 to 20 minutes. We're in and out of here because you have a busy morning, and so do I. But uh, we're going to keep this cute and keep it on mute until next week. Thank you so much. You guys have an awesome week. I can't wait to meet you back here, same time, same place. And until then, let's go.